And broadcasting on the Course Radio Network and worldwide via the web for over six years, you are listening to The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. Today in studio, we have the president of Guildhall Wealth, Paul Wiseman, as well as vice president, Jeremy Wiseman, and our senior market analyst, Darren Long, going to be all here, all respected, well-respected in the bullying community, and have been addressing and speaking with the public at large via their seminars and speaking engagements for a combined 22 years. And Guildhall has been helping people the world over since 2002 to purchase and own physical gold, silver, and colored diamonds. Uh, the number to call today, as always, is one eight seven seven eight silver online to therealmoneyshow.com. We start, Darren, uh, the show with the market update. Let's do it. Well, listen, John, good week for metals. We reached highs and now in the late stages of the week as we tape on Thursday. Gold is down uh, week over week, but still up on the year. Of course, everybody that's bought is probably very excited about the gains they've seen so far. The fall that we've seen over the last couple of days is a nice pullback from an otherwise uh, new technical range that we had reached. The price move back towards uh, 1250 is actually just a move back towards the 200-day moving average, which sits right now at about 1252. So as we're taping the show on Thursday, we are seeing a price in gold right now of around 1256 and in silver of around 1686. And this price range for both metals should attract some buying on the first test of the moving averages. Now, silver remains uh, still to this point very, very undervalued. The ratio between gold and silver remains extremely high at this point in time. And if you are a silver buyer, you should be looking to this particular pullback, which uh, brought us into the mid-18 range as an opportunity to, in the short term, uh, take advantage and put some silver and gold into your portfolio, buy some product and get that ball rolling. Now, I want to impress upon uh, all of the listeners that this is a breather, a solid opportunity to pick up bullion before it moves higher in pricing. And it's also the first couple of days of the new delivery and options month for both gold and silver. And as a result, this is the type of pattern that is very common after a large gain. Remember, silver had ventured up as much as 18%. Uh, since January 1st. So a little bit of a breather is healthy and something we want to see. Now, in addition to this, the trading patterns, many of the signals we call triggers that help us here in the office to denote whether or not there's a buy, sell, or hold for gold and silver in the immediate short term have been unable to issue a buy signal, as our listeners uh, have known, a very consistent buy signal for, for periods of time. And this is the first during this uh, this month. This is really the first time we've seen uh, four or five uh, triggers all spell out buy. So we are seeing those signs flash right now as we speak, and this thing is presenting excellent opportunities for our listeners. Well, without interrupting you here, Darren, I mean, I bought myself, the market dropped down. I bought in this morning at 1687. I thought it was a great buying opportunity, and you know I love to buy on the dips, and I think this is a, a great, great opportunity to get into market, to own physical gold, silver, especially silver at these prices, um, whether you want to buy it outright uh, through Guildhall, uh, whether it's coins, whether it's bars, whether it's one-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars, or whether you want to actually put it into a safe, secure depository, which we have available for you, which is allocated, segregated. We even give you the bar numbers. This is the best way to own gold and silver, taking it physically, taking it out of the market where you're not trading paper. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to therealmoneyshow.com. Make sure you grab the investor kit and the precious metal advice. Let's talk low interest rates, Darren. Well, listen, it's a good point, John, and it, we'd, uh, be, we would be remiss if we didn't touch base on the low interest rates. Again, we had an announcement uh, that was a lower by 25 points interest rate last week, and we mentioned it in the introduction for the David Morgan interview uh, that the Canadian rates had been cut by a quarter point. Now, that is playing out this week in mortgage rates for the Canadian market, and you're starting to see competition heat up. Many of the larger banks are starting to participate again in lower interest rates for mortgages. And of course, this week we had the FOMC minutes from the week, you know, the monthly Federal Reserve meeting. 
which indicated in the verbiage that there was no immediate term expectation that interest rates will be moving higher in the U.S. So again, with that uh, notion in mind, a lot of people might have taken this as an opportunity or a sign to take a little bit of profit off the table. In an environment where you pay a bank to hold your money for you, basically in many parts of the world right now, and you collect little to no interest, as Jeremy always says, savers are being punished, and gold and silver represent a viable alternative to the U.S. dollar. Now, that being said, carry rates for gold are now among the lowest in modern history, so you're starting to see a lot of big hedge funds and banks leverage those low carry rates by financing their gold purchases. And, you know, they're getting 2 to 3% per year, and then borrowing at a low interest rates to finance their purchases is starting to increase, uh, not only among hedge funds and other places, but money managers. And I expect that this will be a trend that continues as gold prices uh, gain traction here. Got a change in trend, yeah? Positive outlook beginning to grow for gold? I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about, John. I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg for that change in trend. And really, we're looking for a lot of different signs. But gold ended 2014 essentially at the break-even point. It was slightly down, maybe 1.5% or so. And it was a choppy year for gold and a bad year for gold stocks. But it looks like that bear market may now be coming to an end. And, in fact, it could happen very very soon. We're going to be speaking with uh, the Aiden sisters. These are world-renowned analysts, both Pamela and Mary, uh, Marianne Aiden, next week on the show, and I encourage people to listen in, but they'll probably be saying much of the same. And this uh, is definitely a time when we're watching these little subtle changes that are starting to build new trends. And of course, we've been watching the never-ending fall in the oil price, the plunging euro, and the petrol currencies, and weaker stocks, and they've all pushed safe haven buying for gold to bonds, uh, I mean to new highs, and of course to the bond market as well for safe havens. But it's interesting to note that the soaring U.S. dollar really had little impact in keeping downward pressure on gold until late in this week. We've already started seeing this last month that the gold, uh, typical gold ratio between uh, itself and the U.S. dollar, usually if the dollar goes higher, gold tends to creep lower. That relationship was not holding uh, steady during the end of the month, and essentially the strength in the dollar has really not affected gold since November. And this alone shows that there is a very subtle starting in the gold market. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to therealmoneyshow.com. There you will grab an investor kit, and you should sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor as well, right, Jeremy? Well, when we're looking at the U.S. dollar there's very little logic behind its strength at the end of the day. Anyone anyone with half a brain can, can see that, that they have way too many debts, way too many unfunded liabilities. And, uh, you know, as Paul would say, it's it, you can consider it the best of the worst bunch. But at the end of the day, there there is no backing for it. There is no discipline in, in terms of their, their financial policies. And so it, it – it would be a stretch to call the U.S. dollar a safe haven at this point because anything could could happen at this point to create another 2008-like crisis. And there's way too many analysts out there that say that type of event can happen. It could happen worse and it most likely will happen at some point in the future because at the end of the day, you can't print money ad nauseum without any – without having any sort of consequences and that's what's currently happening. When we look at gold and currencies, and we're going to spend a little bit more time in this in the second segment, but you can see that gold was actually up in Canadian dollars last year. Gold in rubles terms is up over 100% in the last year. Um, this is a case going all throughout different currencies. Darren, you mentioned ha- banks charging to store money at this point forget war on savers it's gone to a whole new level if you if you want to store money with a with the bank in denmark it's going to cost you money if you want to store it you want to store it in germany it's going to cost you money if you want to store it in switzerland it's going to cost you money are you starting to see a trend here with northern european countries countries will do their best to defend their own dollar but at the end of the day they have to compete with the fact that the u.s dollar is so strong and so we, we've got an article right here, 15 countries have cut rates, and that includes Canada, which means gold in Canadian terms has gone up in price. Even with the drop today in price in silver, mm-hmm. there was basically no change when you, when you bought it in Canadian dollars. 
So at, 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 at the end of the day, what you're going to notice is you either have gold and silver. I'm going to say this a lot today. You either own it or you don't because you can't buy insurance after the fire. You have to have it before. Gold and silver is, has no counterparty risk. They have been current. They have been stores of value and an international currency for thousands of years. They will continue to be that way. This is what you give to your great, 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 great grandkids. This is, this is pure wealth. And you hope that you don't need it and you hope that you don't have to spend it. But at the end of the day, the purchasing power of gold in the last five years is up. You want to have 10, 15% of hard assets like gold and physical silver in your portfolio as a hedge because you don't know where the next black swan event is going to happen. You had no idea unless you were a complete genius with the, with three crystal balls huh. that Canada would drop rates. And maybe you were looking at the oil market and say, for sure they have to. But there's a limit to how much rates can be dropped. There's a limit to how much money can be printed. There's a limit, a limit to these things and, and these these random policies from governments will have their day where there will be a judgment and things are not going to end well. I am not the only person saying this. Yes, this is an individual opinion, but this is an opinion of many and they're starting to come on to CNBC and these major networks and say it all the time. So you need to protect yourself or at least look into it. Get involved with the Precious Metal Advisor. Get an investor kit with Guildhall. Mm -hmm. You just log on to guildhallwealth.com. You can just fill out a quick little form and get that info. It's so important. The interesting thing is you were just talking, Jeremy, about how there is virtually no interest on putting money in the bank. American Express did a survey of about 1,800 adults in the U.S., and they're actually putting cash. They're not putting the money in the bank. They're terrified of banks. They're putting the money in the freezer. They're putting it under the mattress. They're literally sleeping on their money. <sighs> they're having coins and they're having cash because they're fearful of what can happen with the banking system. This is where hard assets come into effect when you should own gold, silver. It's a hard asset, natural fancy color diamonds we're going to talk about later. But gold and silver, silver, this show is called The Real Money Show. It's for a reason. We talk about gold and silver, and it's real money. You can take a, a, a one-ounce bar of gold, and you can always get cash for it. You know, it, if the banks decide, you know, they've had enough or they get into trouble, you can't get your money out of the bank. You can't get your money out of an ATM machine. And this is what's going to happen. You have to look to owning hard assets. You need at least 15, 20% in your portfolio. Guildhall, we only sell physical product. We sell gold. We sell silver. We don't sell stocks. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell certificates, futures or options on futures. We sell the real thing, gold and silver bullion. You can open an account with us if you like. You can put the product in the depository. We had a very, very successful month. We offered one gram of gold when you purchased 5,000 ounces of gold or silver. It was so successful, we're going to carry it on for the month of February. And I encourage people to make this investment, get that extra gram of gold, put it away. It's something that you can give your kids for Christmas or birthdays. It's a wonderful way to invest. We'll uh, take a short break. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver online to therealmoneyshow.com. As Jeremy mentioned, sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor. Get that in, uh, that investor kit. You need it and start investing in some hard assets. Currency discussion coming up. We'll get a natural fancy colored diamonds uh, in just a bit as well right here on the real money show and back to the real money show the number is one eight seven seven eight silver online realmoneyshow.com pick up the investor kit and the precious metal advisor and we've uh, we've extended uh, our special from last month in fact here's the deal for every five thousand dollars of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery uh, delivery rather register online at the Guildhall e-store Darren want to continue with our discussion to wrap up the central banks before we get into the currency discussion yeah well, listen, the central banks made part of the last point from the segment we were just discussing, which was the trend change. And when you see central banks buying, continuing to buy, you're expecting to see more of the same. And although we haven't seen um, the amount of buying that's been completed uh, translate into higher gold and silver prices, it has been what has consistently stopped the gold and silver price from plummeting into oblivion. So, I mean, this is one part of that trend change. And if we look at 
central banks, they are forecast to continue to be net buyers of gold in 2015, which does follow the same pattern we've seen over the last few years. And if I look at this week's Precious Metals Advisor, we're looking at an article that was in there that was the central article for the Precious Metals Advisor. And, um, of course, according to uh, Bank Macquarie uh, in Australia, analyst at this bank, Matthew Turner, wrote a big, huge document. He said in his research notes that, according to latest international monetary fund data, Russia did end up dominating the list of buyers for 2014. In fact, according to Macquarie's data, central banks added a net of 267 million tons of gold to total reserves in 2014, which is substantially higher than what we saw in 2013 almost as high as 2012 and not very far off of the record year of 2011. So this is definitely part of that trend change, and we're starting to see that develop into a more uh, consistent buying pattern from especially the retail buyers. We're seeing in our own uh, locations here in Canada a huge upswing in the amount of small bullion buyers, and this is pressing uh, the change in the mentality at the mainstream level back to what we saw in 2011, 10, and, and prior to that. And, of course, this is what has to happen in order to sway that change. Now, let it be noted that central bank buying is done to protect it's a safe haven. So if you're a listener and you're wondering what the long-term outlook for gold is, even what the end of this year is, then you have to recognize these trends. Now, Jeremy's going to talk about in a moment some things that are relating around currencies as we ended in that last segment as well. And I could not emphasize how important, any more than we are, how important it is to understand that gold goes hand-in-hand, hand, silver goes hand-in-hand, hand, and natural fancy-colored diamonds go hand-in-hand hand with these trend changes. These are safe haven markets, and they've experienced lots of volatility, but the long-term picture for these three markets is so fantastic that you will be hard-pressed to put your money anywhere else in any other investment, and that includes stocks, papers, or otherwise, and find the type of returns you're going to find when you plant your money in gold, silver, and colored diamonds. So if you look at that central bank buying, again, it relates very closely to what's happening in the currency changes. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start buying real assets, hard assets. The investor kit's available as well at therealmoneyshow.com, as is the Precious Metal Advisor. Darren said it to Jeremy, get us into the currency discussion, would you? You know what's really interesting when we're talking about this discussion? Because one of the biggest pieces of news that happened was that um, there was a conscious decoupling from, uh, from the euro on the part of Switzerland. So this is massive, massive news that, that, that they will not print any more francs to try to support the, the euro knowing that there's going to be massive amounts of quantitative easing coming through um, through the European central banks. This is absolutely monstrous news. And I, speaking of the, the, the idea of gold as a safe haven, given that the referendum for Swiss gold initiative for them to basically acquire and partially back their currency with gold, I think the fact that that failed was a big part this is, I would posit this, that this was a big part of them decoupling because if they could have purchased gold or backed their currency with, with a good gold portion, they would have been able to say, you know what, we can, we can keep on going with the charade. We'll print francs, but in the back, we're going to be buying so much gold and backing our currency with gold as a hedge. And that seems to be what's going on. Countries around the globe seem to say, yeah, okay, I'll partake in this system. China says, you know what, we, we need to export. We've got, the, we've got the manufacturing. We'll just keep printing one. But you know what, we're going to buy gold in the background because if this, thing, if this thing implodes or explodes, we're covered. We've got some sort of sovereignty. We've got some wealth to deal with uh, that we have so that they'll be able to hedge themselves. This is, this is why you're seeing... India, China, Brazil, um, all the BRIC nations buying gold, and it, it is a safe haven. And this is why you are seeing smaller people, smaller buyers, individuals, the public buying smaller quantities of gold because they're starting to realize, well, what hedge do I have? 
you know, the, we're seeing these news events happen. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Everything's great until it's not great. Well, <laughs> you know, well, this is no the whole knows. thing about the U.S. that have treasuries. Treasuries is a way of ra- you know raising money. With the U.S. treasuries, they're owned by foreign countries. You know, whether it's China, whether it's Russia, whether it's the European countries, they own the treasuries. Now, if in actual fact, they've been pulling, some of these countries have been pulling out of the treasuries and they're buying gold. Why are they buying gold? Because they think gold is a hell of a lot safer than owning paper. And that's what they're basically doing. So at Guildhall, what you should do is to get into the market. You get a hard asset. You can buy gold and silver. You can buy platinum and platinum, but we expect you to buy gold and silver but go onto our website guildhall wealth in the right hand corner you'll see an e-commerce site click on click of a mouse you can buy gold silver whether you want to buy one ounce maple leaves uh, 10 ounce bars of silver 100 ounce bars of silver whether you want gold maple leaves one ounce bar one ounce bars 10 ounce bars kilo bars everything is available in stock on our website there's a lot of websites out there that offer a physical product, but you're going to have to wait two, three weeks or you'll get a story. We don't have it in stock. You can have it delivered or you can come pick it up. It's available to you. It's important to do that. I don't recommend for people to have a lot of gold and silver, you know, whether it's buried in the back garden under their mattress, you know, using it as a doorstopper. You should really put it into a safe, secure depository, which we offer where it's allocated, segregated. We can even title the bars to you. If you want to go visit your product, you give us 24 hours notice. We take you into the depository. They bring your product out on a pallet and you can write down the bar numbers that you've got or check them off and that's the way to go. You need to take the product out of the system, out of the banking system, out of the paper system. Anybody that's offering you paper is not the way to go. You want to buy the bars, you want to buy the coins, you want to be able to take them home, you want to be able to touch them, feel them, and that's the important thing about owning gold and silver. It's a hard asset. For 5,000 years, it's been a hard asset. You know, every birthday, I give my grandkids an ounce of gold. I've been doing it for the last eight years. You know, yeah, gold is down a little bit from the last two, three years, but I've got to tell you, when I started giving my grandkids gold, it was $500 an ounce. The second year it was eight fifty, nine fifty, a thousand. We're at, you know, $1,260, $1,300 right now. It's still better than giving them $500 cash on their birthday, putting it in the bank and not getting any interest and worried whether that money somewhere down the road is going to be confiscated. But the Right now, the price of gold in Canadian dollars is somewhere around fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. which is only four hundred dollars lower than the high reached in two thousand and eleven and the exchange rate at that time I think was one o four so it 's not as if it 's that cheap in Canadian dollars, and this goes back to what I said in the first segment, which is you either own gold or you don 't, and you either have insurance. Or you don't. You can't buy insurance after the fire. You have to have it before. And if if the volatility is any indication, the volatility in not just not just stock markets in North America but around the globe, the volatility of in- interest rates going down, up, uh, banks deciding they're going to charge interest to, to, to have you put your, your money there. There's a lot of strange things going on that should be an indication that this experiment is starting to go off the tracks a little bit and that's what volatility is an indication of owning gold and silver means now one could say one could say oh they're volatile you shouldn't buy them because they're volatile well you know what on the long term they're not uh gold in in 1971 was $35 it went to $200 by 1976 and it fell to to $100 in 1976 oh it's too volatile your broker says cuz he doesn't make any money in gold so why should he recommend it right. right so they say don't get it don't get it and then by the end of the 80s it's sitting at $850 an ounce housing prices have doubled but you know what you only needed one fifth of your gold to buy a house so <laughs> the purchasing power of gold way outweighed being able to purchase homes or the volatility of the market. By the way, when gold hit an all-time high, which it was reached its maximum purchasing power, it was at $850 to a trillion dollars in debt in the U.S. Wow. It was one-to-one with the Dow, meaning the Dow was at 850 points, and it was at 16-to-one to silver. 
those ratios are nowhere near that right now. Obviously, the Dow's in the 17,000 range, uh, a little bit below that. You've got debts of 18 trillion. So take 850 on your calculator, times it by 18. Uh, the ratio gold to silver somewhere in the 70 to 1 range, I believe. We have so much room to go in not just the value of gold against this, that, and the other, but silver's even more undervalued considering there's even less of it around today than there was 30 years ago, and the ratio is, is completely out of whack. So if you understand the value of things, you'd see the value in not just owning gold and silver as a safe haven, but just seeing the value that it is very cheap right now. Price is what you pay and value is what you get. Right now, nobody... Nobody has any idea what a dollar is worth. Yes, you know what it costs for a coffee. You know it's going to cost you more to buy that coffee in U.S. dollars now. But you have no idea what, it, what it's actually worth. And if you sit with your friends or your family and you discuss it around a, a table, you're still not going to figure it out. It's like trying to figure out how much someone weighs with a measuring tape. Okay. Now, some people want to say, oh, markets are manipulated. No, it's not manipulated. They've just taken away the, way to, the, the means to actually calculate value. The way you can understand value is very easy when it comes to gold and silver. It's always bought a certain amount of goods. It will always buy a certain amount of goods. And I'm not talking day to day or week to week. I'm talking year to year, it's always bought a certain amount of goods. And if it's not buying those amount of goods, guess what? It's undervalued. And if you can buy more than your fair share of those goods, then most likely silver and gold are of value or overvalued, and it's a good time to exchange that overvalued commodity for other things. It was an interesting thing. One of our clients uh, sold some silver off today at the price that they paid. Yet when we changed it into US, to, from U.S. currency to Canadian currency, they actually made a 25% profit within less than a year that was just on the currency change. So... Yes, silver has gone up, but as Jeremy said, it's completely undervalued. And in our opinion, in my opinion, as I said earlier to, on the show, I bought silver this morning at $16.87. I thought it was a steal. I still think it's a steal. And I think the product's going to go up like crazy. Sooner or later, the U.S. economy, uh, you know, the emperor's going to have no clothes. He's got no clothes. Somebody's going to recognize it. <laughs> And it's going to collapse. And, you know, they're calling for pullbacks. The U.S. has $18 trillion in debt. It has another $180 trillion off the books. That's in Medicare, in Social Security, and all types of schemes and plots and everything else that they have. How can you possibly pay back $200 trillion? Does anybody know? Darren, give the people out there an idea what a trillion dollars looks like. Well, if you had a trillion dollars and you had a football field in front of you, and it's fitting given that we're in Super Bowl week. Hmm. But if you were to place that trillion dollars, it would boy, it would take up the entire football field for, for starters, but it would also stretch not over the entire, just the entire width of a football field, but the length as well. And it would be enough if it was stacked in $100 bills six feet high on skids to cover the entire frontage of the White House property and in addition to that, it would make a 53-foot uh, transport trailer and truck look tiny. It's so enormous. You can't even fathom in your head what $1 trillion is, let alone $18 trillion. And if Another $180 that, trillion off the books. So wow. Absolutely. It, can, it can't be paid back. It's impossible. It's impossible. The only way it can be paid back is by printing more money, printing more money, and diluting it. And it's like having, you know, the cleaning lady come over and you've got a bottle of scotch, you know, really great 18-year-old scotch, and she takes a nip and puts water in it and no, takes another nip and puts a, water you've got in a, it. You've got a full bar of water at this point. Yeah, yeah There's right. very little <laughs> liquor right. in that bar. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to drown. You're not going to get anything of any value from that bottle of scotch. So this is what's happening with U.S. currency, European countries, any country that's allowed to print is going to confiscate your wealth. So be smart. Get into the market, buy some gold, buy some silver, put it away. I don't care whether you take it home, put it in a safe deposit box. I don't care if you put it under your bed or putting it in our depository. Mm -hmm. But that's the way to go. Call us, get a, an investor package. Call us, learn more about how to get into gold and silver. And that number is one eight seven seven eight silver Online, of course, realmoneyshow.com. And we're extending the special as well for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store. Receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. More of the Real Money Show. The Diamond segment's coming up.
And back to the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver online to realmoneyshow.com. Grab the investor kit, the precious metal advisor, and we've extended the special for every five thousand dollars of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e store. You'll see that on the website top corner. Receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin. Register Guildhall e store to check that out. Let's get into diamonds, Paul. Favorite segment. Absolutely, John. Love it. Um in the previous segments, Jeremy and Darren were talking about you know, interest rates going up, um, Canadian dollar against the U.S. dollar right now, it's almost a dollar twenty-seven. The interesting thing is when we buy natural fancy color diamonds, we're buying in U.S. dollars. Um, the prices that we have up on our website at guildhalldiamonds.com is based on Canadian dollars, and we haven't changed our prices in the last six months. I can tell you... In the future months, probably at the end of February or March, we will be changing our prices to to the effect of why where the Canadian dollar has gone up so much because we have to replace the diamonds that we have. We we are looking right now at increases in natural fancy color diamonds of anywhere from ten to thirty percent. Um, I'm buying diamonds right now, which I'm paying. You know, twenty, thirty percent more than I was paying last June and July, uh, with a twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven percent difference on the percentage of the mm-hmm. Canadian dollar to the U.S. dollar. It's putting the prices up like crazy, and in some cases, out of reach. But at Guildhall, we try to bring to to the public, bring to our clients the best of quality. Um, I have on my website right now, and I can say without doubt the best selection of yellow internally flawless diamonds anywhere in the world and at unbelievable prices, as I said, because we haven't put up our prices as of yet. But we will be doing this in the end of February and March to reflect the difference on the dollar to the U.S. dollar to the Canadian dollar. Jeremy, we have a a diamond of the week you want to discuss, and, uh, you know, this is an unbelievable offer, and uh, I think... It's going to make a beautiful investment or a beautiful piece of jewelry out there. Well, today we're going to talk about a 1.23 fancy yellow. It's up on our website. Please feel free to take a look at it. We're going to be referring to it uh, throughout this segment. Again, it's a 1.23 fancy yellow. Now, anyone who has had experience purchasing a diamond, most often it's under two two, uh, auspices. One, you go into a jewelry store, you're buying blind you just hope that the retailer uh is giving you enough information that you walk away with something that is of good value or you know a guy you know you know someone in in the wholesale industry or whatnot and again you're you're putting your faith in them they call that buying blind and again you just hope that you have purchased something of of certain quality now if you're just simply looking at the at the four c's where you're looking at color you're looking at cut clarity and the carat weight most people are interested in only two of those factors, okay? Let's say you're getting engaged. Um, you know that she wants certain size, and it's got to be a certain shape. Mm-hmm. Everything else, concessions galore. And it's those concessions that allow uh, retailers to get their margins because the difference between buying an internally flawless diamond and going even one level down is massive in terms of price per carat. And I'm just talking about a white diamond. We're talking about just gem quality diamonds and not even investment grade Not investment grade, right. This would just be gem grade. This is saying it's eye clean. You can't see the inclusions with the naked eye. We're saying it's of a certain size. We understand what shape it is. Color of that white diamond in this case, let's say it's most, most jewelry stores are selling G and H, not D or E. If we were to take all of the quality factors and and up them a notch, up them to to the best of the best quality, you could maybe start to get into what would be considered an investment-grade white diamond. Well, we skip all that at, at Guildhall and go straight to investment-grade diamonds, but with color diamonds that you'd have to mine 10,000 white diamonds to get even a color diamond. And that wouldn't be an investment grade. That might not even be gem quality. What would it take to get up to that type of quality where it's so rare that you get what you pay for in terms of gains to be had, the rarity equals the value type of thing. So this diamond in particular right now selling for $12,500 Canadian for a fancy, which would be uh, th- the, the, 
the strongest color would be vivid. You'd, then you'd go to intense. Then you'd move into fancy. Mm-hmm. We don't sell fancy light at Guildhall. So a fancy is like a watercolor. A diamond like this, you know, for this type of price, you would have you would have been able to buy an intense yellow several years ago. Today, it's fancy. And uh, this is our entry level to buy a, a one-carat well, fancy. Ten years ago, you could have bought a Vivid you know, for mm. the same price or a little less than this. Um, the stone right now, as Jeremy says, is $12,495. If you add on the difference on the currency, you're looking at a $15,000 diamond that we sell at a second-tier wholesale. Um, this is the type of diamond that will appreciate. Uh, over six, seven years, it will probably double in value. Uh, if it's something that you put aside for your future, if you're looking to retire, if you're looking to put your kids through university, this is the ideal investment where you take it, put it aside, put it in a safe deposit box, forget about it for you know, 10, 15, 20 years, come back to us, we will be happy to sell this diamond, resell. We had this morning two people calling us up trying to sell diamonds to us. If they would have purchased the diamond from us, we would be Absolutely. ecstatic to take it back yeah. because it's so hard to find the quality that we find that sell that I would be happy to take it back and put it up on our website and expose it to the public by you know lots of flyers, emailers, and different direct selling to our you know collectors, and we sell our diamonds pretty quick. This is a great time to buy a diamond, a Guildhall. As Jeremy said, there's the four C's that come into effect. But the first thing that I look at when I purchase a diamond is the color. Is the diamond evenly saturated? It's not just in one portion of the diamond. It's evenly saturated in color. The second thing I look at is the cut. Now, when I look at the cut, um, whether it's a, a cushion, whether it's a radian, whether it's a pear shape, an emerald cut, these are the type of cuts that, give off the fire off the diamond, the scintillation. It's incredible. The yellows, the pinks, the blues, the reds, they just fly off the diamond. So that's really important. The next step that I look for is this this stone. In a yellow, we try to sell internally flawless as much as we can. But as I said, the first thing I look at is the color, mm-hmm. and I've purchased diamonds that are VS just based on the color alone. But on our website, you will see... of our diamonds are yellow internally flawless. Then we get into the carat weight. So when you're buying a yellow stone, as an example, the minimum you should buy is a one carat stone. Those are the stones that are in demand. Those are the stones that are easy to resell later on. And and we've only made a couple exceptions to that one carat rule on yellow diamonds. We had a vivid internally flawless emerald cut yellow which was just so gorgeous you you even though it was a little under a carrot you had to you just had to get it uh so you know there's always going to be slight exceptions to the rules but when it does come to a fancy yellow we stick with internally flawless this one in particular also has very good symmetry so if you think about um i remember grade school you had to draw you had to cut out hearts yes. so you'd draw one heart and then you'd cut out the one side and it would be perfectly even right you'll right? up yeah that's what that's what symmetry is. Symmetry is gives you a diamond that has that is even all the way around in its cut, and what that does is create even more brilliance. It means the light is reflecting at the proper angles, which means if you were to put this into a piece of jewelry and show it off in a, in a restaurant with candlelight and nice lighting, it would be attracting attention across the room. So it's really nice to also put these diamonds into jewelry and put them against white diamonds so that you can really see the type of color that you get with these diamonds as opposed to just on its own. And uh, you can improve the quality by do, uh, the the value by doing that simply because it's like having a, a, a house and putting in a new kitchen type of thing. So you are increasing the value. If... What we do at Guildhall is we want to take away the that guesswork that comes with purchasing a natural fancy colored diamond. Now, if you're new to natural fancy colored diamonds, you need to learn about it. So please contact us, get get the guide to learn what this market's all about. If you get to, if you're at a point where you're shopping around, you might want to you might want to ask us about our 10-step guide. We make it so that you can go out and purchase a colored diamond on your own but at least know what you should be looking for from a retailer, from a wholesaler, what you should be looking for with the diamond. And we want to help you with that. What we also do at Guildhall is we take the guesswork out by only having investment grade natural fancy colored diamonds on our website. We own 
all of the diamonds that are there, a very small portion uh, at any given time is it are diamonds that we're selling for clients, but the majority are our diamonds. We've purchased them. We've gone out. We've said, yes, this is an investment grade. I'm more than happy to buy this. If I don't sell it in six months, that's fine. It's only going up in price. But rather than trying to pick it out yourself and try to figure out what an investment grade diamond is all on your own, you can get the buyer's guide and you can just simply select any diamond that appeals to you on the Guildhall website. What you might want to try is, even with the smallest investment diamond, just hang on to it until the lease win another cup. Every diamond's going to be worth at least seven figures by that time. Think about it, right? <laughs> you know, I had a client I had a client a couple, a uh, year and a half ago, take a pass on a pink diamond. We were selling Ooh. it for about $23,000. Um, he was just too new to it. A little bit of analysis paralysis. He was on the verge. He didn't, you know, he, he saw the value, but just couldn't. Didn't jump. Just couldn't jump. The diamond is selling for 30000 now. Wow. It, it, it's beyond the price range. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And it's one of those things that's once you're in this market, you do breathe a sigh of relief that you have one. It's like getting into your first piece of real estate. You get in. You're get happy. your foot in the you're, door. It's, it's like, a conservative investment. And you know what? You know what uh, I find I, the biggest excuse to buying a diamond is, well, I'm, I'm 60. You know, I can't own these diamonds for however long. But you know what? The biggest diamond investors I've seen, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting next to one of them, are in their mid-60s or older. It's a conservative investment. I always say to my clients, would you sell me your house for what you paid for it? And the answer is always no. no. Unless you lived in Florida, Arizona, or Nevada, you'd be happy to... Then it comes with a car. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, you know, when you buy a natural fancy color diamond, all you have to do is be patient, just Sit on it, put it away, put it into a piece of jewelry, and all you're going to do is make money by just being patient. Natural fancy color diamonds tend to double every four to five years on average. It all depends what diamond you buy. I'm not saying any specific diamond, but they tend to average four to five years. If, you were buy, if you're buying a red, it doubles every year to two years. If you buy a blue, internally flawless, they're also doubling every 18 months to two years because they're so rare, so hard to get a hold of. The yellows are the next pinks. And also look at our Argyle pinks. They're a little pricey, but they're doubling every three years to four years. And Darren, what, what type of client would be purchasing the 1.23 Fancy? Well, that would be an entry-level stone. So we would look for a client who's either brand new to the market or perhaps somebody that's wanting to add a little bit of flavor to their collection. They might want to increase their liquidity overall. And that is basically a stone which is the perfect stone for somebody that really wants to uh, grow their understanding, make it a first-time investment. But it could be a stone that's uh, very valuable to many different types of investors in the colored diamond market. And there's no problem when a client wants to bring back a diamond to upgrade to whether an intense or a vivid. We will always do that for them. Always. And that's the important thing to remember. But this is something that's of value. And for me, I'm a numbers guy. Colored diamonds make common sense, uh, and it is very, very easy to get into this market. Hold on to it. Enjoy what you're holding instead of reading it online or something, uh, you know, holding a piece of paper. And this is what makes sense. Making money makes sense. I think that, um, I think that a diamond like this could also be for someone, and, and I don't think it's too early to talk about Valentine's Day, but if someone wanted to, say, buy something like our – we have, a, I think, a point – Two eight or point two nine pair cut fancy in the twenty thousand range. Someone would want to buy that, put that away. You can't that's really a, put that a into pink. a piece of jewelry, but then buy this one point two three for twelve thousand five hundred, and put that into a piece of jewelry for someone special. And now you've got the pink put away, the yellow that you're enjoying, and um, you know certainly something like that at a party is going to attract a lot of attention and and you're going to feel very proud that you own that. And of course, uh, the woman who has that will certainly have a new best friend. And for yourself, mix a little gold and silver with it. Might be an idea too, right? I like the way you think, John. We'll we'll take a a short break. 1-877-8-SILVER is the number, realmoneyshow.com. And still uh, right now, the special's on for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store. Receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin. 
And back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver That is the number you know to start investing. Grab the Investor Kit, Precious Metal Advisor, and go to therealmoneyshow.com. And uh, we still have the special on for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store. Receive a free one grand piece of gold. So check it out and register for the Guildhall e-store. Let's uh, recap what's going on, Darren. Well, we've got, a, we've got a slight breather in the market as gold and silver are retesting slightly lower price levels. In gold, we're just above the 200-day moving average. It's healthy. It's the first kind of retreat we've had since January the 1st. And as we're taping the show here on Thursday, we're actually getting pricing in um, uh, gold at around the 1255, 1256 in the 1260 range, and in silver at around the 1680 to 1690 range. Now, silver was higher in the week, as, as high, in fact, as about $18 and change. And, of course, with this pullback, uh, we're being presented with fantastic opportunities to be going ahead and buying on the dip. I want to press upon the listener, though, the importance of understanding, as I did in the first segment, this is just a breather. We're seeing too much happening at this point in time. We talked about the trend changing. The mainstream uh, is starting to realize that this change is taking effect and we are seeing a mentality that is far closer to what we saw in 2010 when the price of silver was $18 back then on its way to $49 by spring of 2011. To think that can't happen again, it's more of a matter of time than anything. It's not a matter of if it will happen. It will happen and we will break the all-time high in silver. It's just how fast it's going to happen. So the first couple of days of the new delivery and options month for gold and silver upon us, this is a very typical pattern for pullback when that occurs. And, of course, we've just had a couple of major announcements last week with the Swiss currency changes and this week with the FOMC, the Federal Reserve meetings, indicating that there was no immediate term expectation that interest rates will be moving higher in the U.S. So a little bit of softening on the week uh, in relationship to uh, the gold and silver safe haven status. But we expect to see uh, these prices pick up where they left off and only if uh, gold were to cross down below its 200-day moving average and close there, uh, and let's say, for the sake of argument, end up lower than, let's say, 1240, a decisive drop below where we are right now, uh, would I suspect that there would be slightly lower prices in the short term? Otherwise, take your opportunity while you have it, put this in your uh, portfolio. Start buying today. You've got every bit of incentive you need. We're still carrying over the one gram of gold uh, buying incentive for every $5,000 you spend uh, U.S. Uh, with bullion purchases. You're going to get that. And again, I'm looking at the medium uh, term outlook as well as the long term, and I'm seeing nothing but higher prices than gold and silver. I tend to agree with that, Darren. I think this is a, an unbelievable opportunity to get into owning physical, not not paper products. Paper products are extremely dangerous, whether it's ETFs, whether it's certificates, whether you're owning mining stocks. Mining stocks don't uh, really uh, work in the same way that physical gold and silver uh, does. Um, you know, you don't want to get into the futures or options on futures market. Those, that's gambling. You need to buy physical gold, silver. You can buy it through Guildhall. You can go to our e-commerce site. Just click on. Uh, you're going to see silver and gold in uh, minimum amounts of one ounce, whether it's maple leaves or one ounce bars, 10 ounce bars, 100 ounce bars in silver, 10 ounce bars up to kilo bars in gold, different coins if you like, you know, the American Eagle or the Buffalo, you know, it's available to you as well. Um, this is a great, great way to get started. You know, you can get in, you know, start up, an, open an account, put, you know, two, three hundred dollars with in there, add, you know, product every month, put it in the depository. We're happy to do that for you and start building. I mean, I buy my product. I don't wait for the, you know, the try to fish the bottom and I don't buy at the top. I buy it, you know, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis and I cost average. I know eventually the market has to move up. There is more upside to this market right now in silver than there is downside. If silver's trading at 1680, 1690, do you think it can go down to zip to zero? 
my opinion is it will never happen. It's not like owning a stock. A stock can go have a run up to $100. Let's take a Nortel and go down to zip. That's the stock market. When you buy gold and silver, it's a long time hold. You don't day trade your house. You don't have to day trade gold and silver. Just sit on it. Wait for the market to move up. Don't be greedy. Sell a little bit off the off every time the market moves up. Take some money off the table, and then you can buy on the dips. This is a great way to do it, especially if you're on the depository, because it's as simple as picking up the phone. You can make a phone call, sell product. It's an ease of liquidity. Um, you can pick up your check the next day if you need the money. You know, you can't get that with a bank or a brokerage house. They make you wait a week, 10 days. You know, when you buy and sell something with us, you can have your money within 24 hours. One eight seven seven eight silver the real money show dot com. Jeremy, I want to mention as well. You just sent it to me. The new precious metal advisor is out, chock full of information, and of course a link to the e store as well to start buying. And an updated look on the precious metal advisor. We want to really focus in on on the articles that we've selected for our readers every week, and uh, of course include the chart of the week. This week, there's a bit of a, a leaning towards the Aiden sisters because we're going to be preparing for them coming on to the show next week. But it looks great. The information is invaluable. Great way for people who are already in the know with the, with regard to the markets and they want to get the best updates and for people who you know they they typically would get their news from the the major outlets who are looking for something a little more alternative we're going to give you the best of what we think of the articles of the week so we definitely recommend the precious metal advisor Darren, next week we got the eight and sisters on the show we do have the eight and sisters next week both. can you tell us a little bit about what they do and how well, successful they've been the Aiden sisters are analysts in the gold and silver uh, spectrum, and they definitely have been writing for a very long time. They own the uh, website Aiden Forecast, and they comment on money, metals, and markets. And the Aiden Forecast is one of the most influential and successful investment publications in the world today. It's been written and actually published since about 1982. And the editors, which are both Pamela and Mary Ann, are two of the most influential, well-known investment analysts, writers, and lecturers in the world. And, of course, we are fortunate to have both of them. Uh, they're going to be here uh, speaking with us via phone, and we'll bring that to our listeners next week. And as also we try to bring as many guests that are, you know, know about these markets and we try to bring them to our clients so they can be more informed mm -hmm. in these markets. And, uh, you know, whether it's David Morgan or whether it's the Aiden sisters or uh, Salente, we try to bring this to you to get you informed, to make the right decision. I think this is a great, great time to get into the markets and start a portfolio. Or if you've got gold and silver right now, add to it because I can only see, in my opinion, this market moving up. And in closing, I'm looking at this 1.23 fancy yellow yeah. cushion cut, internally flawless, absolutely gorgeous diamond. I'm looking at it, and I'm already feeling sad <laughs> that it's going to be gone. Yeah. Someday someone is going to have it, and if you're listening to this show, I encourage you to make me sad and purchase it. Um, you can come and set up an appointment and come view the diamond and we'll show you what makes this diamond so special and why we think that this diamond is going to continue to make money going forward in the future. We'll uh, take it for another week. Again, the Aiden Sisters is going to be in the show next week, so make sure you uh, stick around or at least come back for that. Some wonderful information to uh, throw into your own personal knowledge portfolio as we uh, wrap here for another week. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to therealmoneyshow.com. And the special continues for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall East store. Receive a free one gram gold coin leaf. A piece of gold will be yours. That's it for another week right here on The Real Money Show.